Hello, welcome to the Divorced Dadvocate, where we help dads sort through their divorce and create an amazing life for themselves and their children. My name is Jude Sandoval. I am your host. I appreciate you being here today. I hope that you enjoyed the little bonus content uh, I had midweek last week. That was a fun thing for me, something that was coming up and, and resonating. There's no such thing as a dragon, which uh, we all know if uh, we're, we're, we're focusing on the metaphor of problems that there's always problems and making sure to address those as soon as possible is critical. So I uh, appreciate your feedback on that. If you have any more feedback on that, please, uh, please do comment uh, below or send me an email, go to the website. You can also, um, well, I was going to say about the this week, we're actually going to start or continue our dad's guide to divorce over the over the five weeks. We are going through my steps to uh, assisting you in processing through divorce during or, or after. Uh, last week, we talked about um, clarifying your vision and direction, which is step one. And it's step one for a reason. It's a very important reason. I wanted to I wanted to just touch on it um, a little bit because, or just a little bit more because I wanted to, to clarify some things and go maybe just a, a, a touch deeper before we get into step two this week and, and why that clarifying your vision and direction is, uh, is, is so important as men. Because it, oftentimes, and, and I get this, and this is one of the challenges that, uh, that I find with, with talk therapy is that you get during divorce, or post-divorce, you get it, all these, everything comes up, man. It's just, everything is challenging. Everything's kind of turned upside down. Everything is chaotic. That's the best way that I could describe how I felt is everything felt chaotic. Where am I going to live? How am I going to, how are we going to, you know, do the co-parenting? Everything that comes up feels so incredibly chaotic. And as men and as masculine energies, we are drawn to order. So there's there's order and there's there's chaos. This is a Taoist principle uh, that's centuries, centuries old. Masculine energies tend to be orderly. Um, feminine energies tend to be chaotic. Now, one's not better than the other. One's not lesser uh, than the other. They just, when they're working in harmony, are perfectly balanced. And when we go through a divorce, we enter into a time of chaos, which is very uncomfortable for many men, masculine men. It was incredibly uncomfortable for me. So that is why that step one of clarifying your vision and direction is so important and critical to do as soon as possible. It's not to say, don't let the emotions come up, don't get help to talk about the emotions. That I said in the article is important to do. Get to a therapist, get to a coach, get to support groups, make sure to get that stuff coming up. But it's also equally, if not as more critical to start clarifying that vision and direction so that then you start to create the order that you feel comfortable with. We identify with that. We identify with our, our with our future self and our, and our vision for our future as men. So starting to do that is important. And that that may mean that you also will begin to just that like realign that. So if you keep doing that, like I've suggested doing uh, with with the journaling and the meditative practices, that's gonna you're gonna refine that. That may change from 
the time that you're in your divorce at the moment to the time that you're finished with divorce to the time that you are post-divorce one year, five years. I'm now eight years in. I'm still refining what that looks like for me because I keep going through it. Actually, I'll be honest, I didn't do a great job of that in the beginning. So now I'm starting to, I'm, I'm finally getting better at doing that now and, ref, and it continues to refine. So it may not look the same and that's okay, but that is still what um, going through that process is, uh, is all about. So if you didn't listen to last week's uh, podcast or webcast, I'd highly suggest stopping this video, this podcast now, going back, um, going to the Dad's Guide for Divorce, step one, clarifying your vision uh, and direction, and listen through that one because these compound upon themselves. So this week, step two, we're talking about um, strategizing your actions. So once we have clarified a vision, then we're gonna strategize our actions around um, what we're going to do. Also, if you want to, if you want to read any of this, uh, I'm writing at medium.com. Also, I've got it all the articles and the podcasts all work in correlation together. Or feel free to go to my website at thedivorcedadvocates.com. I've got the blog site up there as well as the videos and the podcasts uh, to listen to as well. So this week, strategizing your actions. Now there seems to be a ton of confusion around how to strategize actions, how to set goals. There's YouTube videos, there's gurus, there are books, there are hacks, and the hacks things drive me crazy. Nothing nothing worth doing in life is you can hack. I mean, I don't know, maybe like there's some cooking techniques, but you know, anything that's deep that we're doing here, particularly during this process, during divorce, post-divorce, there's no, there are no hacks. Um, so I, I have a, a simple, it's, it's, it's simple, it's laid out simply, it's doing it is not simple, none of this is simple, I, I, I recognize that. Uh, a simple three-step process to go through strategizing your actions. Now, step one is setting the goal. Now, we, we all hear about setting goals, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of confusion around that, like I said, but you're gonna set this goal based upon the vision and direction that you have created, okay? And I'm gonna go into specific detail. I'm gonna give you all three of them and then we'll, we'll break each one of them down. The second step is working backwards from that goal, you're gonna create the steps, step or steps necessary to reach that goal. So you create the goal and then you work backwards and then you say, I need to take this step in order to reach that goal, or, or usually it's gonna be more than one. You're gonna take this step and this step and this step in order to reach that goal. Now, for some people, this might be the simple process that you've already worked with. Great, this is a refresher course for many. And like myself, I didn't, I didn't have any clue how to go through this process. The third is then become relentless on focusing on or refocusing on the behaviors that you're going to take in order to go through those steps to reach that goal. And this is probably the most this is probably the most critical of the three, and we'll talk about that uh, a, a little bit later. So, step one: set that goal. And I'm going to give you an example of um, of, of how I did this in in my life and during my divorce and post divorce. 
Actually, I, I, I it, it was post-divorce. I didn't. I was a train wreck through my divorce. I had no idea what I was doing. I was in complete chaos. It was survival. So, if any of you are going through that, I empathize. I can. I completely relate to what it, what is happening. It is a incredibly, incredibly challenging time. And just reach out, find somebody to talk to. If it's not me, have a friend, somebody else. But if you if you work through these steps. It'll start to, to, to create some kind of structure uh, around the whole experience, and then you'll be able to move forward. So the example in my, so the example in my life, so my vision that, that I created, and I'll read to you specifically because I wrote it out, it was to be a heart-centered, available father who is always present. So I wanted to be, I wanted to be heart-centered in my parenting with, with my daughters. I wanted to be available, so physically available with them all of the time. And when physically available with them, I wanted to be present. I wanted to be there. I wanted to be focused. I wanted to be tuned in to, to them and what was going on. So this was my vision, to be a heart-centered, available father who is always present. So from that, I took my goal of being mentally, emotionally, physically and spiritually present during each moment of my parenting time. So I'll say that again. My goal, based upon the vision that I created, was to be mentally, emotionally, physically and spiritually present during each moment of my parenting time. All right, so now how do I, how do I reach that goal? It's a pretty, pretty broad, pretty lofty goal. And for me, I identified two specific areas that I really needed to focus on in order to reach that goal. The first was that I was going to have to figure out how I would be physically present with them. And the second was how I was going to be, how I would be mentally focused and with them all the time. So let's talk about step one. Step one was the, the physically present part. I made the conscious choice that if I was going to have during my parenting time with my with my daughters, I wanted to be physically present with them as close to 100% of the time as I possibly could. So, you know, with work, with everything that we have going on in our lives, that is very that can be very challenging. So I'm self employed, I needed to make the conscious decision to make some very specific steps in order to do that. So the steps that I took, so, so then I created the goal, these steps that I, that I identified that I needed to then implement were one, I needed to, I needed to figure out and create a better business model and also cut down the hours that I was working so that I could pick them up from school so that I could bring them to school in the morning. So I made the conscious decision to work less hours. In working less hours, I had to figure out and I had to learn how to be more effective and more efficient in the time that I was working. And then I also knew that I was going to be making much, much less money. So it was just a fact of the matter. The amount of time, you know, doing this, the same kind of um, same philosophy in my business it just wasn't gonna. It wasn't gonna be the same, and I just, I accepted that. I was okay with that consciously, but I needed to then accept and change my lifestyle in order to be able to um, 
to provide for my family based upon the lesser income that I was going to have. So that's the mental process that, that I went through. I changed my hours. I got a little more focused and I'll be, and I'll be, I'll be frank with you. I did a terrible, terrible job of this, particularly in the, um, the realm of my business because I got into severe financial hardships around it. I did not focus and, and, and was not as focused and was not as clear and was not as uh, efficient as I needed to be. My business uh, faltered and it was a, a very big stress. So that comes where you need to then talk about and look at what are the uh, the behaviors that that you have to take to do that? So the specific behaviors that that I had to take in order to stay get refocused. So you know you got to focus on what it is, but sometimes it's not working. So this was not working. It was not working well for me. I had to refocus what I do, was doing. One of those behaviors uh, pertaining specifically to the being efficient and focused on. Uh, during the hours that I was working was learning how to schedule my times during today during the day to be as as efficient as possible and I tell you it was something that I would that I was I still work with but just absolutely terrible with and so that was a behavior once I started focusing on that behavior and learning how to do that working towards that step got me closer to to my goal. So that was that was step one. The second the second example and the second part of my example of the goal was being uh, creating the the mental life that I needed to have in order to be present for my daughter. So um, you know to be able to maintain my mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual self in order to 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 be present. Because if I'm not if I'm not emotionally sound, then I'm not focused and, and everything is kind of a, a mess in the house. If I was distracted, I'm still not present. If I'm sick because I'm not physically taking care of myself, then I'm not present. If I'm not spiritually taking care of myself, I'm not, you know, I'm not feeling comfortable. I'm not, um, I'm not centered in what my vision is in my life. And then I'm, I'm not present also. So that's where... I had to then identify what the steps were. And so one of the steps was that I was going to make sure to be physically fit so that I'm not sick, that I'm not, I'm not having accidents, I'm not creating challenges in my life that are gonna make it more difficult for me to be present with my daughters. So the behavior, so the step was to create a workout uh, a physical plan, a physical workout plan. And the behavior that I adopted was getting up each and every day before, sometimes before the, the kids got up during this whole COVID thing, I've in, incorporated them into the whole workout thing, which has been kind of fun. So that's kind of the refocusing behaviors when life changes, but um, getting up early and working out for at least a half hour every day six days a week, take one day off, but six days a week. And I can tell you that does an immense amount for my mental, not only my physical health, but it does, you know, the physical thing will cross over into your mental emotional health as well. But it does a phenomenal thing for me to knock out that workout every day, first thing in the morning. 
and then be able to go forward uh, with my life. I also say I've seen the benefits. My blood, I just got, I just got blood, blood work done last week. Never had a better blood work result in my entire life. Everything was absolutely in line, better than it's ever been. Stuff that I've worked on for years have just has fallen into alignment. And it's really due to me focusing on that behavior, making sure to do that. Now, I gotta be, I, you know, again, this had to be refocused. And the example of the blood work just tells me, I mean, you can always look at the result. You wanna know if you're doing, if, if what you're doing is the right thing or going to get you the results you want, look at the result. What result are you getting? If you're not getting the result, then look back, refocus what that behavior was. So my results from last year, I was working out three days a week, four days a week, something like that, doing some cardio, uh, doing some lifting. And in the last eight months, nine months, I've adopted a completely new workout plan. And that's been six days a week. And it's been much more intense. And it's gotten me much more fit, but the result is absolutely in those in those blood tests. The blood tests have absolutely never ever been better than than they are. So, if you if you want to know if you need to refocus, look at the result, or if you just get hit in the head and the results are saying, or or, or you get hit in the head, say, wow, this is the result I'm getting. Okay, what do I need to do? I need to go back. I need to look at what my behavior is. And I need to refocus. So let's talk about this this whole philosophy of focusing on the behavior because this is something that you don't hear too much about. And really, everybody talks about setting the goal and reaching that goal, and you know, go for it, and you know, write that goal every day, and you know, just have it in your mind. And so you write that goal of what you want, and then you go and you sit at your desk, or you show up with your kids, or whatever it is. And that's 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 not helping. Focusing on the goal is not actually helping you achieve the goal. Focusing on the behavior is what helps you to achieve that goal. And Reggie Rivers, the, the form, I'm, from, I'm, I'm here in Denver, Colorado, uh, former Denver Bronco, Reggie Rivers has a great TEDx on this where he talks about this and he's got, a, he's got an awesome quote. And he says, um, he says, we set goals for ourselves, but the goals are things that are out of our control. So we can set this goal, but we, we don't, you know, we can't just say, okay, it's gonna happen. What we need to do, and the second part is behaviors are the things that you focus on in order to achieve those goals. So that is the key, focus on the behavior. If the behavior's not working, like mine wasn't with my business, like mine wasn't as well as it could have been with my physical workout regimen, then refocus it, refocus those goals. And make sure when you're journaling to go back and talk about this stuff, you can always continue to be um, refocusing what your vision and your direction is by journaling or with your therapist or with your coach. That's why the coaching is a phenomenal thing. Therapy absolutely has a, a very important place. But um, my challenge, again, with the therapy is that you could be talking about this stuff forever. A coach is going to sit there and is going to help you create this, you know, this vision and direction and then you're going to strategize your actions and then you're going to go through all these steps like i do with my clients about how to get there help you to refocus if you have to help you to to identify better behaviors if you have to and it's all results oriented if you're not getting the results that you 
are expecting or that you want, then I'm not doing my job. And that's the, that's the thing that I like about coaching. Hey, it's just like when you were a kid and you went to, when you played little league baseball, they didn't just throw you on the field and not have a coach there. I mean, that's just insanity. And we all kind of go into life with this and we leave home, we leave our parents who hopefully if you had good parents, we're providing a little bit of that coaching to you. Unfortunately, I never had that. And a lot of us haven't had that. So we start to try to sort through everything and it's incredibly difficult to do that. We're not given that skills. We, you know, we go to school, we're given the, the academic skills, but a lot of us don't have that life skills. And then we start and, th and then we get into a relationship. If it, it fails, we get into divorce and then we're here in this chaotic, difficult space. So again, if you can reach out to a, a, a coach, if you can get some therapy, absolutely do it. Um, I am doing some phenomenal, some, some, some incredibly steep discounts uh, for coaching during this whole COVID thing. There's so many people struggling. I want to help as many people as possible and fill up my schedule as much as possible. Also, if you can't afford it, you can do a 30-minute free coaching session with me once a quarter. Just go on the website at divorcedadvocate.com. You can schedule it right onto the website. We'll talk for 30 minutes. Hey, we're going to be doing the same thing. I'll take you through whatever steps. We'll talk about whatever you need to talk about and um, get moving in the right direction. So um, there you have it. That is it. That is step number two, strategize your action. So let's review that quick. Set your goal. First thing, come up with your goal. That goal is going to be based upon the vision and direction that you've clarified already in your life. Step two, work backward from that goal to create the steps or step or steps that you need to take in order to reach it. And the third, and in my estimation, the most important one is to relentlessly focus. I'm going to say that again, relentlessly focus, because you need to be focused on what that behavior is until you can reach that goal. And if you're not reaching that goal, refocus the behavior or work back through that system in order to get new steps and new behaviors. Gentlemen, if you're listening, I'm proud of you. I know that you can do it. Work through these two steps. Next week, we are talking about upgrading your skills. So we're gonna talk about skills in order to do some of this stuff. I, um, I hope that this provided you some value today. Uh, if you can help me out by making comments, subscribing to the YouTube channel, leaving a uh, a review on any one of the different uh, podcast platforms that, that you might be listening to that would help me immensely. Share this with anybody, any other men that you might know that are going through or have gone through divorce that could use a little bit uh, inspiration and some practical knowledge and steps in assisting them. That would help me as well. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Talk to you soon.